0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of the Ethereum Weekly Podcast. If you're new, check us out at ethereumweekly.com. You can join our Substack, it's eight bucks a month, eighty dollars for the year. You can be a supporter and get a lifetime subscription. But we have both a weekly newsletter and a weekly podcast. So, my name is Anthony. I've been in the crypto space since about 2010 or 2011. I really got into it, started buying. Bitcoin was around forty-two dollars. Uh, with me is Chatter. Chatter, why don't you give us an update on your background and your experience with Ethereum?
1: Yeah, hello, everyone. Uh, it's good to have everyone here and. As Anthony said, my name is Chata. I'm into a crypto space, so been mostly into a developing industry, They're using Ethereum into everyday uh, use, so I have been uh, using and developing Ethereum for quite some time now, and as you can see, the current market, okay?
0: How many years have you been developing with Ethereum for?
1: Well, it's it's been now five years, I think. Five years, nice. Yeah. So you got it
0: pretty early, because there wasn't a whole lot going on before that, unless you were like a core developer. At least that's what I know. So I kind of went mainstream five years ago. Remember when all that uh, all that Web three was being promoted all over the place, kind of like AI is now.
1: Yeah, like a year ago, of course. Web3 was kind of like a a buzzword on the the internet.
0: Yeah, it was a couple years ago. I think it was... Yeah, I guess it was
1: about a year ago.
0: But uh, anyway, I'm a developer by trade. I do web development mostly on the front end. Gotten a little bit into AI, a little bit into Ethereum, uh, Solidity. Um... Chatter and I built uh, Husco.money. He did the smart contract stuff and I did the front end. And that was a meme coin. Unfortunately, what I realized after we kind of built the platform is to get liquidity in Uniswap, you need to have a lot of money. So it's not something I was willing to put my own money in. Uh, Mostly because I didn't have any at the time but who knows, maybe this podcast takes off, we'll revisit that, I think there's about a hundred bucks in Uniswap right now, that uh, you can trade for Husko money, anyway, enough about that, I'm working on a little script for our, podca- our podcast for next week, we'll have it working well. We'll go over the the weekly news and everything, so it's kind of just freeform right now. I don't know if we can fill up a whole hour, but we'll try. So have you been doing anything cool lately in the crypto
1: space? Yeah, yeah, so uh, I think you have heard a a currency or altcoin called Dash.
0: Dash I've heard of.
1: Yeah, so I've been in that space. I've been um, helping developing some 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 apps uh, that use Dash. And uh, that's what I've been watching. So let's say there is a... There, uh, Dash is, uh, is the fork of Bitcoin. So uh, the difference is that it's, it's using Masternode. So that's that's where I've been.
0: It's using what? Uh,
1: it's uh, using Masternode, if you know.
0: Master, knows. master knows. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure
1: what that was. Sorry. Yeah, sh- 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 like
0: like uh, uh, That's cool. It's sounds like the consensus they
1: put on that uh, these users can can easily uh, make a easy confirmation of, of blocks and let's say the blocks to be to be fast and not use not to use a lot of time. Hmm. So it's like a solution, a solution from, from Bitcoin, because Bitcoin takes a lot of time to process transactions. Let's say up to sometimes expensive. That's just is kind of a poor POS and PO, P POW into the same thing. So there are miners and there are validators. And in case of let's say in Ethereum, we have only validators for now.
0: And what I notice about Bitcoin is when there's periods of heavy congestion, the fee goes way up. And Ethereum yeah, has this yeah. problem too. I've noticed that with Ethereum, um, we we built Husco Money on Polygon because it had a really low fee at the time. I don't know if that's yeah. still the case.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I think uh, the, the 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 thing that comes up with those uh, fees is that uh, they use they use one kind of uh, architecture. Let's say on Bitcoin, we have only proof of work, right? Yeah. And on Ethereum, we have only proof of stake. But uh, in other blockchains where they have perfected the issue of fees, they're using the, they're kind of a hybrid hybrid. They're using hybrid systems. They use uh, proof of stake in terms uh, in terms of validators. Uh, which we call them masternode operators, and then have also miner, which is proof of work. So we're going to have both things. If, let's say, the mine don't want to mine this, uh, mine these blocks, that's why the fees goes high. We get the validators. They're going to validate these blocks that they are true, then they can be mined at a later point in the future. So that's, that's, that's kind of what DASH is. And what I'm doing mostly in the DASH, uh, Dash ecosystem we're trying to build this uh, decentralized application that uses the, 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 Dash, the Dash platform, Dash 4 Chain. Let's say we, we want to make something like Ethereum, but with Bitcoin. So that's, that's what I've been doing lately.
0: So I know Bitcoins, like they can only handle like, what was it, 30 transactions per second or something? Is ridiculous. Like, what, what does Dash do?
1: Yeah, Dash. I think it it goes to, I uh, think it's it's twenty one transactions per second, and in, in Bitcoin it's seven transactions per second. Seven? Oh 30. wow! Yeah.
0: So that's terrible. I mean, how many transactions per second does Visa do? They got to be doing millions. Uh, I think uh,
1: yeah, I think Dash goes now up to forty eight transactions per second. I don't about Visa. I think they do a, at least three thousand.
0: I think you're right. 3, it's, it's a couple thousand. A yeah. Yeah. Something like that.
1: But also, I think sure. Ripple does two thousand, two hundred thousand. So which so does? It, uh, I think Ripple, Ripple.
0: Oh Ripple, Ripple coin. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean Ripple coin. It does like something like uh, two hundred thousand. It's
0: also <coughs> good. I don't like Ripple though because it's like centralized. I, I'm an open source believer. I'm like an open source purist, so kind of why I like oh, yeah. Bitcoin Cash. I know it's not worth it much. It's a,
1: Bitcoin like, Cash, of course, those all of them. They, uh, I mean, Bitcoin Cash, Dash, network itself. Yeah, they all came from Bitcoin. They all they are all forks of uh, of Bitcoin, but with just uh, some improvements from the original original documentation. I think that's that's what it's Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV. All of those are folks of Bitcoin. so
0: Bitcoin cash is kind of like the Satoshi vision just bigger blocks I don't like this lightning node crap in Bitcoin I used it and I only put 10 bucks in the lightning node but when I had to restore my wallet when I formatted my hard drive I lost that lightning node so I lost my 10 bucks like that's terrible
1: model if that's yeah, what they're gonna go yeah that, that's absolutely terrible <laughs> i think i think uh, uh, dash also solved the lightning issue because lightning issues is some kind of a privacy issue uh, and dash
0: i agree it came with
1: Privacy's something called important. uh it's it came with something called chain locks. so let's say you had that lightning node right and then you some kind of uh, reset or whatever it does it will not actually lose that node. Rather than it will be, let's say, chain locked at a certain uh, point of the block, and then you can just recover it.
0: Okay, but it's all it's all private. Like you can't trace the transaction, right? In Dash. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: private. Uh, it's, it, I think uh, there was a time it was called a privacy coin.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. There they, they were like the original privacy coin. So what's Dash's price these days? Is it like over a hundred bucks or? can you hear me? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I can hear you now. What? Uh, it's forty bucks, I think. Forty.
1: 40? Bucks for, okay.
0: For- I'm gonna start buying some Dash good to have because yeah, they're
1: poor. with I the mean, government sticking explosion.
0: their hands in crypto and the, you know it's it not just our governments yeah. all these governments they're all going to come up with different fucking ideas and solutions to a problem that doesn't exist so if you can privatize it uh not not privatizing the corporate sense but add privacy oh, yeah I, oh yeah <laughs> Uh, I think that'll be a, a good benefit. So, what's the. How does. This is an, technically an Ethereum podcast. So, what do you think? Yeah, I think, Dash and yeah. Ethereum, or is there any overlap? Do you think they're going to have a privacy layer on Ethereum down the road? Or what's your thoughts on that? No,
1: no, no, no. no. I think with, uh, with. Because Dash and Ethereum are taking two different roles in development. I think that's like a major thing. I don't see any uh, interoperability inter- between these two, two tokens, I mean, these two coins, between the Dash and, and Ethereum. The I see them as uh, two completely different, different, uh, you know, knowledge you have. The
0: different architectures. Um, <laughs> so What's your thoughts on Ethereum moving to Proof of Stake? Now, I haven't been, I've been buying a little bit of Ethereum here and there. Uh, I did stake my coins, half my Ethereum, a couple years ago when they first allowed it staking. Um, They said the price was going to drop on like May, what was it, May 25th or May 15th or
1: something. I not I never really saw it fall. I think. I think uh, that's uh, you know moving to the proof of sex, I think many people uh, view that as something to, let's uh, say, something um, something that was going to remove privacy out of people. Because now, now let's say people can vote to take uh, to take down the network or to change some rules rather than what <coughs> happened before with finance. Uh, and I think that was a downside, but it's not actually like that. I think people were, were being more crybabies, I could say, about uh, that system. But for me, I view it as a perfectly fine and safe solution for the Ethereum model. And I think uh, down the road, uh, people will see the more positive of, of what uh, Ethereum did. And uh, rather than what, I think price crashed. The price didn't crash. I think it was just some few time where the price might go down because of those uh, uh, food or rumors. But other yeah. than that I see it as a puff. Yeah, impact. they said something
0: like twelve billion, or whatever it was, two billion, twelve billion. I think there was a two in there. Uh, was hitting the market, but it's like not everyone who was staking is going to withdraw. I still staking. Yeah, I could sure. check it out because I used uh, my Ethereum wallet to stake. And there's probably a new way to stake now, now that it's official. Because they're using yeah, some think, third party for staking.
1: I think, uh, I think that the, the wallet itself, you can stake from it, unless it's taking from the exchanges.
0: And, Speaking of wallets, you know, did you hear this MetaMask is now asking for KYC? No, I didn't hear that. It's, it's only applied in their third party plugins, I guess. But I'm not giving them shit. I mean, I, we're going to need a new wallet again, you know? I, yeah, I don't want I, I to give anybody uh, the KYC. I tip, they they were
1: pushing some, some new term of service. So I think uh, that new term of service maybe came with the new KYC, you know, each. Week. But uh, if they are doing that, I think they'll be, you know, scaring out the people away.
0: Yeah, I just got the new terms of service today. I hadn't logged into MetaMask for a few days or for a few weeks. And I saw the new terms of service, but it was really long. Um, but yeah, I heard or read somewhere online that they were going to... Start tracking you and ask you for KYC if you wanted to use certain functionality within the wallet, like maybe the swaps or something. I never use that stuff because it's super expensive, but uh, I think that's what it
1: was for. Yeah, I think that's that's a weird thing to do, especially for 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 a project like that asking KYC. Otherwise, they want to create their own exchange, maybe. They can be like Binance, and let's say offer Meta- MetaMask as it was, and maybe open a new entity for for the for yeah. the swap or exchange thing, rather than push it on the uh, on the app itself, on the MetaMask app so I think that would be very very wrong.
0: Yeah, I think they use Shapeshift now for swaps, um, which never required KYC, but it is always way more expensive and easy. Like a central exchange somewhere where you are KYC. I use uh I was using Binance but I got a little worried about them. Coinbase suspended my account. I don't know why, they never did tell me. Um I'd been buying Coinbase since they first launched, buying crypto through them.
1: Oh yeah. I think also Coinbase maybe they're trying to, you know, follow some regulations. But I, I wouldn't trust anyone that would be, let's say, dealing with cryptocurrency and at the same time, uh, dealing with the <laughs> information about people who are dealing with those cryptocurrencies. Otherwise, people would just resolve to, the, to these open source projects that they don't require any kind of yeah. KYC or maybe any registration. Well, and
0: at least in the U.S., open source is considered free speech. That was tested in the Supreme Court like 20 years ago. And so they
1: they can't censor it. And I think also, I think uh, in the near future, I think in the next few months, I'll be moving there. So
0: oh, you you'll be coming to the U.S.
1: Yeah, yes, yes, nice, nice. Where about? I'll be actually let's say immigrating fully. Yeah.
0: What? what, Where? Where in the U.S.
1: Yeah, I think there is uh, this state called uh, Kansas. so I'll be, I'll be moving. Oh,
0: there. Kansas. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Kansas. Kansas is nice. They got good barbecue there. I don't know if you're oh, a yeah. vegetarian so
1: or not. The, the city called Wichita, I think. It's called Wichita. So I'll be, I'll be going there.
0: Oh, that's, um. Let's say. It's not pronounced Wichita. It's it's pronounced. Is it Wichita? Wichita. That's what it is. Yeah,
1: Wichita. I mean. W- Wichita, <laughs> Kansas. Uh, okay. Yeah, pronunciation differs. That's know, awesome, dude. Yeah? you have
0: to yeah, make yeah, a trip okay. out there once moving you get there. settled. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. W- when are you moving out
1: here? I think in the, in the next uh, two months or so. I think uh, the maximum will be July. That should be the maximum. I think I'll be there by July. Nice.
0: That's great, dude. You got a job out here yet?
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm coming to, to, you know, sharpen my skills and and maybe work. I I got a university (laughs) and I'll be attending there for (laughs) the next few years. But my plan would be actually maybe work and then, you know.
0: Oh, so you got a student visa?
1: Yeah, I, I got a visa already, yeah. It's a student visa though, right? Yeah, it's a student visa. But uh, yeah, the student visa I have is you can actually work Oh, nice
0: Cool, man, that's awesome
1: Kansas Yeah, is I think good. maybe one day I can visit you wherever you are
0: Yeah, I'm in the Bay Area, I'm in California It's super expensive out here, I was going to say Be glad you didn't pick East Coast or West Coast Because that's it's too fucking expensive out here um oh yeah, Kansas yeah. I think uh is a you know
1: place it's, uh, it's expensive, but I think it's good for visiting maybe just visiting for a few days and then yeah you go somewhere else
0: yeah just get an airbnb
1: yeah
0: that's awesome so what are you gonna be studying in school
1: i i i'll take uh cyber security so nice. Not AI, huh? AI seems to be the big thing nowadays. Yeah, it's, I think uh, many <coughs> security may guard AI, so whatever it will be, I think is a good choice. Yeah.
0: Well, cybersecurity, AI, and crypto, those are three things that you already got one of them down. Um, yeah. Those are the three things I would do if I were kind of go back to school.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, maybe, you know, there's still time, I think. If uh, if uh, time comes, I can take on AI. So.
0: Well you can do okay. a double major. Uh, no. Just do a double major. What? It's, it'd be yeah, better to yeah. do a double major. And just You know, you'd be a lot of work, but it's not, once you get your undergrad shit out of the way, you're just doing, what, master's degree or something?
1: I'm doing my master's degree, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So, that would be
1: a lot to do,
0: do master's yeah, I don't know. It's awesome. Congratulations, Sue. I didn't know that. So Thank you,
1: Mark. Thank you. too. Thank, cool. Thank you.
0: Yeah, if we make any money off this podcast, we'll have to do a. a... So, there's this podcast oh. I listen to. They talk about Alex Jones. I don't know if you know who he is.
1: Yeah, I know Alex Jones. It's some kind of a right wing uh, pastor. Yeah, yeah, he's From crazy.
0: There. He used to be on the radio like 20 years ago where I yeah. lived and uh, he wasn't as crazy back then he would talk about like 9-11's like probably the one conspiracy I still believe in um, I don't believe that we've been given Yeah, a
1: he, still talk, he talks a little shit
0: but he, he got in a lot of trouble when he said Sandy Hook was a hoax and so his parents from Sandy Hook are suing him and they sued him and they won, and he owes them like over a billion dollars, which he doesn't have that much money. So I think really? the guy's going to be off the air soon. But anyway, he's got the website InfoWars, and there's a podcast that basically they listen to all his shows and give you two podcasts a week, and it's called Knowledge Fight. So instead of info War, it's Knowledge Fight. And uh, they they're very critical of him, but one of the guys is a comedian, so it's pretty funny. But uh, mm. they did a live podcast uh, a few months back. It was pretty cool. They sold out both shows.
1: Um, yeah, maybe I will take a research on that. On that, maybe see see if there's something I could I can learn. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you don't have any interest in conspiracies and stuff I do it's kind of like a hobby of mine just for entertainment but he's a he's a jackass and somebody who used to listen to him uh, it's funny watching these guys just debunk all his fucking shit cause he doesn't actually spend any time researching anything he just reads the headlines and thinks he's read the
1: article Yeah, I think I think also he he is a big supporter of, of Trump. Uh <laughs> Alex Jones.
0: Yep. Yeah, I was a big supporter of Trump and just very controversial the last ten years or so. But uh yeah. Anyway the point the reason I brought those guys up is what they did a live podcast with live audience. But they're pretty popular. They got a lot of uh, well, other people, okay. Yeah. So, let's see here. What else is going on? Oh, did you hear about uh, was it Ledger that now offers a seed phrase restoration service for like eight bucks a month? <laughs>
1: Oh, so that's that's weird. Uh, how are they going to know it's your seat?
0: They basically keep a copy of it, and they give that's it to three unnamed lawyers, and then they uh, they have the ability to restore it if you need to.
1: Oh, that's that's weird. <laughs> that's so weird. If they keep your your seat first, then what what will be secure then?
0: Yeah, exactly well and that's what the criticism everyone's saying is like well that opens you up to be subpoenaed by the government uh you can get hacked people can figure it out you know I understand why they're doing it because I don't have a ledger because I'm afraid I'm going to lose the fucking thing um but I understand why they are offering that service because I think people want it but it defeats the whole purpose of having a ledger, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, true. I agree with that.
0: And then somebody was saying, like, "What's the other one?" Tesser. Treza. Tra- Tre Yeah, they were saying that had a lot of problems this like week. Some guy had trouble logging in or something. I don't know. So I don't know. I'm not a fan of hardware wallets. I just, I just do paper wallets, basically, for my online wallets. And I use hot wallets. I don't, you know, I don't have like that big a stash anymore. I had a pretty good stash, but somebody stole it because I have my seed I have my seed phrase this? unencrypted on my server. My server got hacked. And somebody oh, found my f- seed phrase. The server hadn't been updated in like seven years. It was this old computer, my old desktop I had at home. I was connected to the internet. And I it was running Debian. I didn't do any fucking updates on it like an idiot. And I started encrypting the seed phrase. But I forgot to delete the backup. I had backups running every day somehow some I think this is how they did it they found my seed phrase and one day I checked my wallet and it was empty
1: uh, <coughs> oh I'm sorry for that I think that's that's,
0: uh, that's not good so sorry for it that happened yeah it was quite I a bit it was can... it was enough it to like buy a house and put my kids through school um,
1: it was like that. That was a lot, man. It
0: was thirty-three Bitcoin.
1: Oh my God! So sorry, bro. So it's okay. Sorry for that.
0: It was like twenty eighteen. It happened, and then about a year ago, a year and a half, two, about a year and a half ago, I found these guys that claimed they could potentially get it back, and they wanted two thousand bucks up front. And then they said they traced the transactions to an exchange in Hong Kong. But then this is what fell short. They told me I needed to get the local police to send a letter to the exchange in Hong Kong. And so I called my local police department. They sent somebody to my house. And uh, they're just like, oh, you want financial crimes division. From the federal government. Here's the number. They will not even help me. And so I went back to the. These investigator guys. These private guys. They're all like ex. FBI agents and shit. And they said no. We need the local police to do it. We can talk to them on the phone. And help them send the letter. I'm like this guy won't even talk to me. He he doesn't want to hear And, And so that was the end of it. Um. But it's also been five years, so I'm sure the bunny's long oh. gone by now.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, that happened. That was too tough there. To yeah,
0: so now I just print them out. I don't keep them on hardware, on laptops. I just have a fireproof safe at two locations, and that's where they oh. are. That's
1: think that's that's better now.
0: Probably shouldn't be telling people that, but uh like I said, there's not much money there. It's a few thousand dollars. Most of my crypto wealth I have an IRA, which is managed for me, so that's all insured and stuff I think. But again, that could go down. They could
1: get hacked. I don't know how that would work. But I think it cannot be hacked if you print out. What's that? I say that if you print it out, it cannot be hacked.
0: <coughs> no, I just use a printout for my own wallet. But I have there's this company called I Trust Capital where you can use a retirement account and buy crypto in it. So I have an IRA, an IRA individual retirement account. I set up through them, and, and they're the custodians of it. Oh,
1: uh, okay.
0: But uh, this- it's all tax-free, which is the main reason they did it. I rolled over no. a couple of 401ks I had over the last 20 years, and I put about half my retirement into crypto using them. Now, there's some guys that say you can set up your own IRA and manage it yourself, but I've, I've never really looked into that
1: right well,
0: okay cuz i just feel like that sounds like you could fuck it up pretty easily <laughs> you know like i did in my original seed right yeah yeah
1: i think i uh, think it's sometimes the other things that you can better leave to people to manage <laughs> other things you can
0: you know when this first happened when i first realized my funds were stolen I posted it on the Bitcoin subreddit and some of the guys in there were saying, this is why you want to change your wallet every two years. Just throw away your old key and create a new wallet and move your coins into that. Because if that key does get out, you're rotating your keys every two years. So oh, yeah. they said yeah. that would have that saved me because I started encrypting it. Even though I thought I got all the backups and deleted them, I, I missed one. um Had I been changing the private keys every few years, yeah, you know, or do whatever you want every year, every six months, I don't know. You just don't want to go like ten years on <laughs> the same key. That's
1: better though. Updating your one, that's something better. What's that? i'm saying that's uh that's better if you're actually updating the wallets otherwise keeping them dormant and then somebody can just take on and yeah uh you
0: know
1: yeah i think that's better doing that
0: i think it's it's just an extra step you never know yeah. what's
1: happening, but so sometimes you need an extra step to to uh to actually to to make sure your funds are safe
0: yeah exactly So let's see here. So I'm writing the script to generate the newsletter. Let me see if it actually works. Okay, so Cointelegraph has a link. Ethereum price is pinned below 1.9K and data suggests that it is unlikely to change in the short term. According to recent data, Ethereum's price has been able, unable to break the 1.9 thousand resistance level and is expected to continue being pinned below in the short term. This article explores the reasons behind the current state of the East price and what the future might hold for the cryptocurrency. have you tried using chat gpt at all
1: yeah i've I've tried using chat gpt
0: it's gotten worse since microsoft started took it over you know I think it's gotten worse. So you got a kid there? What? You got a son or a daughter? No, nah, no, nah, it was just a two
1: uh neighbor's daughter.
0: Oh, okay. I just heard that kid. I've got kids oh. myself. Mine are gonna oh. be entering yeah. high school next year oh
1: next year high school oh they're old. good
0: yeah they're gonna be 15 in december
1: they are so how many are they
0: just two two girls
1: Ah, okay great that's that's good congrats on that that's, thank you that's
0: good yeah unfortunately the wife and i split up five years ago so it's been kind of rocky yeah. with them but uh you know you, you do what you can yeah.
1: Absolutely, things
0: happen, you know. Yeah, shit happens. I wasn't, didn't exactly go as I thought it would, but. And then I lost my job, and I don't make as much money as I used to, so. That made things difficult,
1: but. But hopefully you're doing alright right now. Yeah, I'm
0: surviving. I'm just, I'm just not really saving much. I don't have any disposable
1: income. Mm -hmm there was a chance to be better I believe
0: in that let's see let's check Ethereum's price I used Binance 1786 1785 not too bad it got up to like 2000 the other day yeah, it got up to 2019
1: on uh, May 5th. It was about May fifth.
0: Ago. Okay. I've been tracking BCH lately, too. They're always... Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash. It'll be interesting to see what the U.S. regulators do with crypto, because that's like open source. They can't fucking control it. Here's no, I something think, I so, thought of. I think, Would it be possible... I think, oh, go ahead.
1: I think that the other day they brought... Uh, a suit against Bittrex. I think you heard of that.
0: Yeah, I heard Bittrex went under, right?
1: Yeah, and in that uh, in that Bittrex suit, they mentioned I think a couple of uh, of, uh, of coins, uh, dash, including one of them, in account that uh, they they were their unregistered securities, and they offered uh, you know the value for money. Yeah. That's it. I think that's, that's what they're scared of when it comes to decentralization, that they uh, they can't regulate whatever comes uh, comes out of it. Either it's a security or or not a security. I think that's what they're worried. and They're trying to at least find a loophole or anything they can hope on and, uh, you know, say this, these tokens or these coins are securities. Now, what they're doing, I think, what they are wrong, a few years ago... Themselves at the SEC, they say that uh, Bitcoin is not security, right? Yeah. Because uh, nobody uh, brought uh, sold the coins for for the money or value for money. Now, what happens? All all of this, many of the tokens that they have listed with the Bitrex suit, they are forks of uh, of Bitcoin. Now, that's something. I think they, I don't know what they, they mean. Uh, they bring a fork and they say this is security, while well, the main thing is not a security. I think they will, have, they will, they will maybe one day fumble upon a, a rock and then just trip down and forget about this and then stop regulating this or trying to regulate this uh, crypto industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think... I think the ones they can control, they will, and they will track you on these blockchains. You know, so I would suspect anything that's not like Dash you were talking about earlier, or any. I mean, even even the guy. Did you hear about the guy who created Tornado Cash? No, what happened to him? He got arrested. He's not even in the U.S. The U.S. extradited him, or they're trying to extradite him from... I think he's, like, in Norway or something. Oh,
1: gosh. That's, that's weird. That's weird.
0: Uh, so, you know, you know what tornado cash is, right? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's a spinner. It's like a... What do you call it? Mixer.
1: Coin joint?
0: It's like that. It's it's, it's supposed to mix your coins so you can't, you know, determine where they're from.
1: Oh, yeah, but I think they they stole some money from that, right? You think what? They stole some money from Tornado. I think some few Ethereum.
0: Uh, possibly.
1: I think, uh, but the guy Nelikish that is so actually CoinJoin from Bitcoin, I think Tonalukish is on Ethereum. I, I think, uh, Toledukish took the idea of CoinJoin from uh, Bitcoin or let's say from Dash, which they make sure the mixing is easy so nobody can actually find the trace of those, of those pended uh, coins. And I think that's that's a problem because. Uh, that's create a full privacy uh, feature I I don't think that's that's what it means for for Bitcoin
0: you know they they gotta figure out a
1: way to do it
0: where you can't tell it's been mixed because they arrested the guy and uh, from what I understand he didn't actually run Tornado Cash he just wrote the software which was open source So effectively, they're trying to prosecute this guy for writing open source code.
1: Oh, the developer guy. The developer.
0: Yeah, he's the developer of it.
1: Okay, and I think what they use, they use smart contracts, so.
0: Yeah, probably. I don't know how that works.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think uh, that's uh, that's the feature of uh, zero knowledge proofs, right? I think they they try to break uh, the the sender and the recipient by providing some kind of uh, proof that this uh, this transaction never happened. I think that's what they are doing, and I think that that that, that, that kind of proofs. that's what uh, that's the privacy feature that I was talking about in Ethereum. That uh, you can actually not know uh, what was the deposit or a deposit came from, or the withdrawal went to. I think that's 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 what uh, they they arrested him for. <coughs> Sorry, say that again. What did they arrest him for? I'm saying they arrested him uh, because they used uh, the zero knowledge proofs. I think that's what the main thing uh, about uh, mixing is that they are going to break uh, a link between the sender and the participant that you can no way you can no way know, where, know uh, where the deposit came from because there is no link to where the deposit actually came from
0: So is zero that's knowledge proof what, what, I've heard of that what? what what's a zero knowledge proof can you explain that
1: so the zero knowledge proof i think that's uh, they they are going to create like a proof a, cryptogari- uh, a cryptographic proof uh, between the sender and the recipient uh, that only one part has to prove uh, that the the funds that he spent were actually, you know, verified. So, uh, if the sender is just going to send and it's going only to prove at once with no knowledge at all about the receiver or the recipient, now we are going to create that tornado case or whatever mixing. That's a uh, zero knowledge proof. So. Okay, which, which crypto is that on? Uh? That's uh, that's a uh, uh, let's say it's uh, it's a uh, it's a protocol. It can, it, it it is on on almost all blockchains. But uh, specifically, Polygon has been pushing that with with its proof called uh, zk If I, if you're better if you're head of them, the ZK-SNAX. Hmm. Or basically, let's say it's a method by, uh, you know, one sender can prove to another party, the recipient, that they, they say the funds spent are true while he cannot prove any other additional information, like his address, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's uh, basically it. So they're going to prove uh, to the recipient by actually, let's say, the funds are there, but they're going to not provide any more information about uh, the transaction itself. And while that that protocol uh, validates the whole thing, that this is actually you know money spent, but the sender is not going to provide his address or his, uh, his any other information about that particular statement.
0: Huh. Yeah. OK, interesting. So Polygon's doing zero-knowledge proofs. Is that going to be standard? Yeah, Polygon is
1: actually creating the zk-snacks I think it's so hard to, to actually fully integrate it to the whole Ethereum network. Uh, that's why uh, Polygon is doing it on its side chain. And then maybe in the future, it can actually uh, bring it to the layer two and then fully integrate it with the, the, actually m- the main network. Wow. That'll be huge. I think if they do, that it's gonna be. Uh, I think also the the fees will drop down dramatically. I think that's that's something. That's uh that's I think one of the objective of the the zk snaps to actually remove those fees because uh, we uh, the fees are coming from validators. That this validate they need to validate the transaction are true between the sender and the recipient. Now if we bring the zero knowledge proofs, we don't need the validators anymore can actually send uh, funds with actually not paying any fee at all but actually verifying that information is actually uh, true Hmm.
0: that's going to change everything if if that works as
1: intended yeah hopefully hopefully they they do it (laughs) or they actually made it work I think it will be a game changer
0: yeah Crazy. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> well,
0: what else is there? We're almost at an hour. We got about fifteen minutes. Um, oh yeah,
1: I think. Uh, I think I'll, I'll check the uh, the news red if you actually. You I'm, it and
0: then. I'm running my script right now. It seems to be working, but it takes a long time because AI. Time. Yeah, definitely read it and then
1: give give you feedback about it.
0: Who's strike CEO? It says, "Who's what? laughing now?" Bitcoin price brace for three billion user shock as Strike CEO slams Coinbase, Ethereum, BNB, XRP, Cardano, Dogecoin, Polygon, and Solana. CEO of Strike Jack Mahler shares his thoughts on his current state of the cryptocurrency market and how the industry could be shaken up by new technology that could potentially bring in 3 billion users. Mullers also takes a jab at popular cryptocurrencies, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, he's just promoting his own bullshit. Their new technology could improve current cryptocurrencies. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're still pretty early, you know. It's only been, what? 12 years?
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: 2009? I guess it's been 14 years now since the white paper was released. You gotta wonder, do you think Satoshi has access to that wallet with all those Bitcoin in them?
1: Oh, well... (laughs) I don't know, but I think if if he is alive and he's uh, he's actually he knows that what what is happening in the world. I think he he actually has answers. Or maybe he lost the the wallet.
0: I think he lost the keys.
1: But uh, you know, somebody who created that, he knows the downside uh, of losing the wallet. I think it's it's pretty hard to actually say he he lost the wallet. Yeah, that's
0: you know? a good point.
1: Especially the one who made it, who made those rules. Uh so he actually knows what happens when he does lose his wallet. I think I think it's just uh, hiding out in the dark or maybe dead. I don't know about it. to be honest. It's a real uh t- tough case to, to crack.
0: Do you remember when they when that uh, Newsweek writer tried to claim that Dorian, ya- uh, not Nakamoto, uh, Dorian Nakamoto, was the inventor of Bitcoin, and like he didn't know what the hell it was. Um, so I don't so, think uh,
1: anyone who who uh, made Bitcoin will come forward, especially himself, Nakamoto. So no. I don't know about that.
0: No, I think he's done. Well, if it was. Yeah, I many mean, people came forward. There's for some the speculation thing. it could have been AI that created it. What? I've heard the speculation that it was created by AI. Yeah,
1: that's what the what speculation about.
0: Well, I don't know too much about the conspiracy, but they're saying, like, Bitcoin, that, whatever that original problem was, the Byzantine general's dilemma or prisoner's dilemma or whatever the whatever the hell Satoshi supposedly solved to make P2P work anonymously um, without a third party so whatever problem that solved they're saying it had to be been AI that solved that problem
1: mm-hmm. And but well, he's the one who wrote the whole court, right?
0: Yeah, he wrote the original, and he wrote the white paper. Um, I don't know. I think a person had to have been involved, obviously, even if it was AI. Somebody was managing it and announcing it and stuff like that. But uh, there's also, you know, do you know who Q is? QAnon. What? Do you know well,
1: who yeah, QAnon okay. is? Yeah, yeah. I think I know about it. QAnon. Some kind of uh, a snake. Uh, I think the logo is a snake, right? And they there's a representative called uh, some someone green. Someone green. Yeah, somebody, Margie MGG.
0: Taylor Green. So QAnon yeah. started on 4chan. And yeah, they claim to be like high up in the... Trump administration, but, people just, they, the guy never said anything, he was like Nostradamus, he never said anything concrete, just like vague predictions, you know, that could or could be correct, depending on how you interpreted it, but anyway, they're saying that was probably AI, uh, at least one group of people thinks that, and it, just suckered in a bunch of people people got caught up in it I've seen pictures of people at like Trump rallies with QAnon shirts it's pretty amazing how far it's gone
1: uh, and I think another thing is that uh, Trump himself or whatever Trump's to I think they accept those uh, those followers as their own and I think that's that's uh, that's where the problem continue to cause, because they see themselves always. Oh, we, we, maybe they are accepted or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but uh, time comes. I think time will come, and uh, many things will be known.
0: Yeah. Well, my scraper doesn't produce very good results. Here's it scraped a site called. Uh, the title is uh Ethereum price prediction 2021. <laughs> Will Ethereum reach ten thousand dollars?
1: Does, uh, does, does chat GPT?
0: Nah, it just searches Google for the word Ethereum oh. over the last week. So... What did
1: you say in 2021?
0: <laughs> What's that?
1: You say, it, uh, the title said Ethereum price prediction in 2021.
0: Yeah, so Google thinks this is published this week, but it's, it's, it's obviously not. So I gotta figure out, see this is why I got a human involved here, because I'm using AI to summarize the article, but a lot of these are not articles, oh, I should, I should add the, I should add news, I not do that. I gotta get the current, give me current, month, and week in JavaScript.
1: So, uh, did you get uh, some good results over there? Uh,
0: I gotta, I gotta tweak my search a little bit. But chat GPT's down now. So I can't even access it at all. Does it load for you?
1: Yes. Huh. I can hear
0: So, if anyone's listening, uh, we're going to wrap it up here in a few minutes, but we'd like to get, uh, we'd like to get at least a weekly, maybe twice a week, I'm thinking maybe we do this twice a week, Um, because a lot
1: happens in a week. Yeah, we we can maybe do it on maybe on on a... On a midweek, maybe on a weekend.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm thinking like Wednesday and Saturday or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah, I was absolutely thinking about
0: Wednesday. Yeah, that would be good. I think we can do that. I think twice a week is is good enough where you'll get regular listeners. And people might be willing to pay for it. Um, One thing I was going to say is uh if you want to reach out to us um you can find chovy2 c h o v y the number 2 on telegram and i will give you a free lifetime membership anyone that's listening out there right now uh do that i'll i'll say today's the may 20 20- can't read that. Today's May twenty fifth. We'll, we'll give that an option for the next month. Anyone that messages me on Telegram at Chovy two uh, will get a free uh, lifetime membership. Other than that, if you want to support us, it's eight bucks a month, eighty bucks for the year. Uh, we're gonna be definitely having the podcast and then a weekly newsletter too. So with that, anything else you want to add, Chatter?
1: I think uh, people should subscribe because I think we, we might have more insights, some more data on on you know uh, recent events and more technical information about what, what what is happening. That's something for sure that can happen.
0: I agree. We've been in the game a lot longer than most of the people in crypto, or at least I have. But you got the technical deep dive. So I think we complement each other nicely. Um, Lots of booms and busts in crypto. Like they say, hold on for dear life. And uh, don't sell it just to make a buck. Just hold it. You know, I tried day trading, but I never, I could never time the market. You won't be able to touch yeah. market. Best thing is dollar-cost averaging. Just put 10 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever you can afford. Do that once or twice a week. Alrighty. Well, with that, I will wrap it up and then I'll post the podcast. Chatter, I'll send you a link. You can check it out. Let me know what it sounds like. Um...
1: All right, no all right,
0: guys. Thanks a lot. We'll we'll see you on Saturday. All right, take it easy, bud.